Hey everybody, this is Mike Walker and welcome back to the Control Room Podcast. Um, I am joined today by the big guy, Romero Romo, and uh, we break down Dave Chappelle's latest Netflix special, Sticks and Stones. Now, Sticks and Stones on Rotten Tomatoes has an audience score of 99%, and I agree because I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm pretty sure Romo did as well. But on the flip side, the critics are bashing it. It's only around 30-something percent, I think like 33% last time I checked. So I'm curious to know what you guys think. Um, If you don't know Dave Chappelle's comedy, he's uh, pretty edgy. He pushes the envelope, and that's what we tune in for. Um, The thing about great comics is they speak about things no one else will, but they do it in an intelligent way that uh, gets a laugh out of us, but also makes us think. So I think that's why Dave's one of the greatest of all time. And uh, most people who view his comedy understand what to expect. I don't know what the critics were looking for, but hey, if you like it, if you don't like it, hit me up. We'll talk about it more. So um, without further ado, let's get to it. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Control Room Podcast. I have a very special episode for you today. We're going to be reviewing the Netflix special um, from Dave Chappelle. I think it's called Sticks and Stones. Sticks and Stones, I think. Something like that, yeah. By the way, I got my my buddy Romo in here. Who was once a comedian, by the way, in another lifetime. You want to talk about your stand-up comedy experience? It was pretty short-lived. So how'd it go? Well, uh, as you know, uh, we have the Ice House uh, Comedy Club here in Pasadena, world famous. A lot of great comics have come through there. I've never been, actually. Never been to the Ice House. I've always wanted to go. Let me tell you, it looks bigger on TV than, than it I actually heard it's is. It's small, yeah. It's very small. It's like a two drink minimum or something? Yeah, very intimate. Uh, a lot of great comedians come through there. Uh, you know, legends like Robin Williams, uh, David Letterman, Ramiro Romo. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, I wouldn't put, put myself. <laughs> On par with those guys, but uh, maybe if I would have stuck with it, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, back in the day, uh, they used to have, um, on Thursday nights, I think it was, they used to call it Uncle Clyde's uh, Amateur Night. Okay. So, uh, we had more than the two drink minimum, shall we say. <laughs> you, was, you was there with some friends? Yeah, there were some buddies, yeah. and uh, I went up there on a dare, uh, and of course, Little Liquid Courage. You know, I'm like, oh, man, come on, this is easy. What's the big deal? You get on the stage. You must have had yeah. a lot of liquid courage. You tell a few jokes, you know what I mean? Like, I'm funny. Yeah, what's the big deal? Let me tell you, man, I have a newfound respect for any comic who goes up there. Because when that spotlight hits you and everyone's looking at you to say something funny, you better deliver. Make me laugh. And I have some good jokes. I had some you, damn good jokes. jokes. Like, are? it wasn't like no knock-knock jokes. I had some real jokes, man. I had some material. You know what? I may have stolen some material. <laughs> this is how bad of a comic I was. I was stealing jokes from Carlos Mencia, who's notorious <laughs> for stealing jokes from other comedians. So you know you're bad when you're stealing jokes from a guy who steals jokes. Man. Let me tell you. Uh, so how'd that go with the club? Uh, let me tell you, man, the owner, the Ice House owner, Mr. Bob Fisher, was off to the side, and uh, he was not too uh, happy. Uh, <laughs> if people had tomatoes, they probably would have thrown tomatoes at me, man. Like, my jokes, you know it's bad when the only person laughing is the cocktail waitress that you have to tip at the end of the night, so that's why she's laughing. 
So, but uh, all you can hear is crickets, man. Just crickets. How, crickets. How old were you? Oh, man, I was in college. So I was probably like, oh, 21. Mm. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I have a lot of respect for comics. I have, you know, I have a couple buddies uh, who have been doing comedy for a while. Uh, shout out to uh, Alan Lee and uh, Keith uh, the Rizza, I call him. Wu-Tang. No, Keith Reza. Uh, yeah, man. He, he, uh, he's been uh, doing comedy for a while. Uh, you know, it's a craft, man. It really uh, takes a lot of balls to get up on that stage. So you really got to, uh, you know, you got to respect what these comics do. Absolutely. And then when somebody excels like a Dave Chappelle, you got to even Brilliant. more respect. I mean, obviously he had to hit show. And then he went away for a while. And mm-hmm. now he's come back, thankfully, mm-hmm. through Netflix because they're giving him a gang of money. Um, and right, I wa- rightfully so. And I, I, I watched mean, his other specials, and they were pretty good, but this one, to me, is my favorite that he's done so far. Um, but So that's why yeah. you, you got to have respect for him. Yeah, I mean, the word the word genius is tossed around a lot, you know, especially among millennials. They say, oh, this is the greatest, this is this, that, that's the greatest. But uh, when it comes to Dave Chappelle... Uh, you know, he's our modern day uh, Richard Pryor. I mean, this guy is brilliant. He can tackle any issue, uh, especially in a climate right now, you know, where uh, I call it the PC police will come after you. You really have to be careful what you say because, you know, it might offend somebody. And But, but people got to understand when you go out to a comedy club, you know, you're there to have a good time. You know, you, you, come on now. Like, you cannot get offended at every joke. Um you just got to, you know, have a couple beers and, uh, and, and where, enjoy the damn show. That's where the phrase time and place. That's exactly. why it was invented. You know, it's exactly. time and place to talk about certain things, joke about certain things. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily at work or, you know, other places where it would be inappropriate. But in a comedy yeah. club, that's probably a place where you can be a little edgy. But that's a perfect segue into one of his first jokes. And keep in mind, we're reviewing the actual special. We're not going to do the whole show. Um, so there are some spoilers. If you if you haven't seen it, you should probably wait till after you watch it to listen to this podcast. So one of his first jokes was about how hard it is to be a celebrity in this climate. Mm-hmm. He talked about Kevin Hart in the Oscar situation um, and how he had to apologize for some homophobic tweets he made a decade a ago. A decade ago that I believe he had already apologized for, and then he apologized again and again and again. Um, but it was a joke. You know, but different climate, different time. That's what you got. That's what you caught up with. But he also talked about somebody you like, Louis C.K. Louis C.K. I'm not C. too K. familiar with him, but I have an idea who he is. What's, what yeah. was the situation with that? He said he was uh, masturbating in his own room or something? Uh, well, let's just say he has an unconventional way of uh, watering his plants. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he is what I like to call a multitasker. Okay. So he can be on the phone and uh, multitasking. He's pleasing himself while he's uh, on the phone. Uh, I'll let you watch the special. Okay. Uh, Dave Chappelle uh, okay. kind of references to it, but okay. yeah, I mean, look again. Uh, and that like derailed his career. It it really did because he you know he had a a show which uh, is a great show. I used to watch it. Uh, he's another brilliant comic, you know. Uh, I mean, the guy's funny, man. I mean, he's he he, he looks funny. He's a he's a redheaded Mexican. I mean, he's Canelo. Mexican. I didn't he know is. He was yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh. 
He's born in Mexico. Okay. Uh, I'm not being biased here because I'm Mexican, <laughs> but no, the guy, uh, you know, is a brilliant comic, and uh, you can't take that away from him. I mean, he's good at his craft. Um, so. Another high-profile case was, um, this is, we're going to get into, like, the, the nerd culture a little bit. Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. their director, James Gunn, uh, Disney fired him when some jokes about pedophilia that were on his Twitter years ago. <clears throat> but he was like yeah. a he was a comedian. I guess Twitter back then was a place where they would like try their jokes out, their edgier jokes. Yeah. So anyway, Disney fired him um, because um, somebody dug up some old tweets. But turns out like that, the people who that organization that did that didn't have pure intentions, so they actually ended up hiring him back. But like I said, you have that situation, you have Kevin Hart, you got Louis C.K., you got the Aziz Ansari situation. Yeah. So like Dave said, he's like, hey, like, I I don't think I've done anything wrong. And every case is different. It's from case to case basis. You can't lump everybody in. You know, speaking of uh, pedophiles... R. Kelly? Didn't Dave Chappelle discuss R. Kelly? I was, I was and, really... I and was Michael like, Jackson? I was like, where is he Allegedly. Going? I was like, Allegedly. Where? Yeah, Dave does touch on R. Kelly, and like most of us, understands that R. Kelly really did that. Yeah, I mean, we can see the Soul Train Award in the background. Yeah, Come on now. There's audio of him talking to... Repeatedly saying the girl's age for whatever reason. Yeah, um, man, he better lawyer up. He better get a damn good lawyer. Killing me with this shit. I wish man. I was. Let me tell you, man. If I if I was already done with law school, there's no way in hell I would take that case. I am not defending R. Kelly. Like say, like Dave said, man, help your lawyer out, man. Just shut up. Yikes. Sheesh. Yeah, but like you said, um, he did, but that was piggybacked off of a conversation he had about Michael Jackson mm-hmm. and that HBO special which I never saw I had no desire to see that uh, what, what was it called uh, Wonderland uh, whatever something, Michael Jackson estate was called yeah, something never, uh, never ne- ne- uh, Neverland or is it Neverland what's it Peter Pan uh, yeah, it's whatever the hell it's, it's called like that. so did you not see it I did I, well I saw you know it was uh, quite a few uh, I know HBO released like uh, multiple uh, documentaries. I saw one of them. Um, I mean, it's it, it's it's questionable, man. I mean, you know, this is uh, ten years later. Um, like like Dave Chappelle and like said, Dave Chappelle said, if yeah. Macaulay Culkin, what did he say? He said <laughs> Dave Chappelle said. Well, first of all, first he said Mike's been dead for for ten years and got two new cases, but then he also said like Macaulay Culkin. If you're going to be a pedophile, if you're going to touch a kid, like the dude from Home Alone. For those who are easily offended. Yeah, the dude from Home Alone. This is Dave Chappelle. Don't watch this special. Yeah, that would be the guy to get. But yeah. except Macaulay Culkin said Mike never touched him. Mike never did anything inappropriate in front of him. I'm with Dave. I don't believe these dudes. I didn't even yeah. feel the need <laughs> to watch this doc. I think I heard they made the doc only after their book Sales failed. Yeah. I mean, it's a, they it's, got some money. I'm sure. It's I'm sure a there clear. Was some, it's a clear like money involved. Cloud, they're you know cloud chasers or whatever. But for me, I'm gonna need a whole lot more than this little HBO doc to turn on Mike. And like Dave said, it's Mike. <laughs> you know, so hey, it's Michael Jackson. Thriller. <laughs> the choreography on Thriller. I think you should get a pass. Just one. 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 Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> That that choreography was 
Come on now, it was brilliant. And, and like Dave said, he's he gets like, a pass. He said, if you're offended, you and you were watching Netflix right now. You clipped on my face, so it's your fault. Exactly. You knew what what you were getting into. Right. And I think I mean we talked about the whole PC culture thing, and obviously things need to be changed. Like the whole Harvey Weinstein scandal, that was real. That was yeah. legit. Things like that need to be cleaned up, but definitely we have taken things. Yeah, I'm not, a bit I'm not far defending the uh, where people thing. are afraid to really speak freely about anything because everybody's getting offended over every little thing, and uh, I think we just need to chill out. And in the, yeah. in the comedy space, that's where we can kind of let our guard down and laugh at things we don't usually talk about. Yeah, man, la- you know, laughter is the best medicine, man. I mean, just. Enjoy yourself, you know, have a few laughs, don't take everything so damn literal. Right. You know, just uh just laugh. You know? Yeah, I mean that that's a, that's a healthy form of therapy is laughing. But Dave has a lot of jokes in there about a lot of inappropriate things, which is really funny. I would say check out the segment about the alphabet people. See, I'm not even gonna I'm touch not touching that, that with a ten foot pole. You leave that to the professionals. And Dave does a great job about that. But what I do yeah. want to talk about, I think he had a great idea. And he said, it's, we're going to have a tough time disarming white America. Because he was talking hmm. about how his son at school, they're going over drills if there's a, a mass Active shooter. shooter yeah, yeah, if there's a mass And he's just like, one, that's something that, why are you drilling on something that you can't control? And two, if the kids are shooting up the school and they're participating yes. in the drill, yes. they know where everybody's going. The active going. shooter is in on the plan. He's like, wait, where are we meeting? Everybody's going to be over here? Got it. You know? Oh, man. So, yeah. When See, what you have to do is you have to have uh, all the white kids step out of the room, wow. out of the classroom. <laughs> you know? Because... Hey, come on, who are we kidding? There's a certain profile. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> okay. Little McCully Culkin, come hey. back and shoot the school. Hey, hey. Because Michael touched him. Hey, listen, listen. Uh, Romo. <laughs> well, basically, <laughs> Dave, what Dave was saying is come we're going to have a hard time disarming white America. So he said, hey, look, blacks, we got to step up. And, I, and I'm going to throw the Latino community Oh, yeah. There. Oh, yeah. Because you give brown and black folks some weapons? Let me tell you. He said we'll, we we'll start. Let me tell you. Congress will start reconsidering that Second Amendment. He said, he said we all have the right to bear arms. Mm-hmm. And if we start bearing arms in mass, going to these Walmarts and Kmarts and Plays I didn't places I didn't even know you could get a gun from. Yeah. If they start they start seeing a, a soccer team going there or a basketball yeah. team going there and talking about hey we trying to arm up we need yeah. some, we need some weapons. It ain't funny when the rabbit got a, got a gun too, huh? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. He said once the blacks and Latinos start getting weapons, then uh, the government might want to rethink some of these laws because obviously. We have to do something about the mass shootings. I'm not going to pretend like I have all the answers. I know nobody in my household has a gun. You know, my parents didn't. I just didn't grow up in the gun culture. I don't really get it. Um, But obviously, we need to figure out a way to combat these mass shootings. So if it takes uh, a a statement like that to kind of make people feel a little uncomfortable. Let's go the Huey Newton uh, route. What's the Huey Newton route? Hey, man, just arm yourselves, protect your own community. 
Hey. Well, you said well, he knew it was Black Black Panther. Yeah, yeah, East Oakland. Mm-hmm. Um, and let me tell you, that really scared white America. Well, what's the story with that? Well, basically, uh, Huey Newton decided that they needed uh, weapons to defend the community because the uh, you know the police in uh, in the in the Bay was uh, shall we say uh, uh, violating people's rights. Okay. And uh, so hey. So he, he was a part of the Black Panther Party. Absolutely, yeah. And they was... all went to go register for guns. And they had the right mm-hmm. to bear arms. And mm-hmm. uh, it made people uncomfortable. Absolutely. Like <laughs> I said, it, it really makes uh, uh, the government uh, reconsider yeah. uh, the Second Amendment. Like you said, it looks a little, that rifle looks a little different. Because uh, and when, when, the, when, when, the hunt, when the hunted, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a hunter. Exactly. Tables yeah. change. Yeah, man. So, uh, I mean, I think it was a great special. He hits on a lot of topics, a lot of things that's going on today that nobody really gets to joke about, but because he's Dave Chappelle and he doesn't give a shit and he knows, and he's, like you said, he's a comic he's a genius. genius. He can get so away with it. he does it in a smart yeah. way. Social that's commentary. funny and not reckless. And so whenever anything Dave Chappelle does comes out, I'm gonna watch it. You're gonna watch it. Absolutely, anytime. And he's, he's got a special. And he's I'm inspired a future podcast because we're gonna do a top five uh, comedians of all time. That's coming. That's coming soon. Yeah, we'll probably we'll probably rope in uh, Ryan in on the discussion. I kind of have an idea for who's in my list. Uh, strong possibility Dave Chappelle is gonna be on there because he's because he's as since I'm millennial, he's a goat. Well, well deserved. He's a goat. So, uh, if you haven't seen it, check it out. Actually, if you haven't seen it, you probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast anyway. But it's it's fun. It's great. I'm done for the day. Y'all have a good night. We out. Thank you for tuning in for today's episode of the Control Room Podcast. As always, you can reach me on Instagram and Twitter at Michael D. Walker 3. If you want to keep the conversation going, leave me a little voice message through the Anchor app. Uh, shout out to Roma for joining me as always. Shout out to you guys for listening. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, like, subscribe, share. Definitely subscribe um, because then you can just stay up to date. Um, on all the new episodes. I'm really curious what everybody else thinks. I mean, judging by the Rotten Tomato score, I'm pretty sure everybody or the majority of people who are Dave Chappelle fans are going to love this special. Um, all the people who think it's controversial, his very first episode of the Dave Chappelle show, he had a sketch um, about a dude who was a black white supremacist. I mean, this is what Dave Chappelle does. So I'm not quite sure what the critics expected. And, you know, who really cares, actually? So uh, also, one more thing. Stay on the lookout. We are going to do a top five stand-up comics of all time. Um, Dave Chappelle has definitely inspired this with his special. I think Eddie Murphy has a Netflix special coming out. So uh, keep on the lookout for that. And uh, until next time, talk to you guys later.